You guys know that I've joined the Motivated CEO podcast to the podcast Her Network. It's really been a game changer for the fast track to growing this podcast. And I am so excited to tell you that they are opening their doors right now for you to come and join too. If you want to learn more, join the founder, Joanne Bolt, and myself at the upcoming live masterclass, Three-Step Visibility Engine, by registering at podcasther.com forward slash masterclass. Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back in everyone. I am joined by Becky and the conversation we are going to have today is around something I've heard about, but honestly, I know nothing about. So we think this would be a perfect conversation for our listeners to hear today. So without further ado, Becky, welcome to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Thank you for having me, Amy. I'm excited to be in your space and hello, mamas. Yes. So give us a little backstory. Who are you? What do you do? Who do you help? Yeah, so I'm Becky. I'm out of Northern Virginia, and I'm a somatic relationship coach. And so my main demographic, I normally help women save their marriage after years of trying every mainstream, you know, form of healing, and they're still stuck and spinning their wheels. We take a somatic approach, which is just a fancy word for body-based as opposed to just the mind. And so we really get into our bodies under the idea, the premise of, you know, you might have heard of the book. It's really popular now. The body keeps the score. Mm-hmm. And so with the idea of we've been through stuff or we've had trauma, or if we don't know if we did, if we've survived the pandemic, I promise you, you've carried something with that in your body. We get to work on moving those blocks out of our body so it can help us thrive in our relationships. That's awesome. So how did you get involved in this line of work? How did you find somatic healing? It was by, you could call it accident or fate, but my husband and I were going on 10 years of marriage. And for us, we we just kept coming back to these patterns, these cycles that were escalating over the years. And we were both trying, you know, individual couples therapy. I was big into podcasts, like followed every podcast I could get, read all the books, went to workshops, recovery programs. Like we had tried everything and we're still stuck and spinning our wheels. And we ended up separating and we were actually on the verge of divorce. And I have two little kids and it just felt like my worst nightmare. Like how did all of this happen, especially after we're trying so hard. And while we were separated, I stumbled upon somebody's Instagram. It was a woman who taught women how to save their marriages by moving trauma out of their body. And I was like, okay, this body work, this somatic work. I was like, I don't know what this is, but it's the one thing I haven't tried. So let me at least, this was like my Hail Mary last ditch effort. Let me at least try this. 
And so that's what led me to it. It felt crazy at first because I was like, I don't know this woman from Sam, but I'm going to book a call with her and ask about her program and see if I can get in. And it was the game changer. Um, Fast forward, it miraculously did save our marriage. And I am so grateful to say that I thank God every day I wake up that that's the case for us. But one of the unexpected, you know, treasures that came with it is, oh, my God, I feel like a completely different mom through this work. That's incredible. What a powerful story. So break it down a little bit more. I know you touched upon it a little bit, but what exactly is the basis of somatic healing? Yeah, so somatic, you know, really body-based. And so what we do in this kind of work, one of the first things that we get to work on is establishing safety in your nervous system again. When you've been through trauma, when you've been rattled, when you've, you know, experienced anything that's a threat to your security, um, your body responds and either you've probably heard like fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And, you know, fun fact, when animals go through this, they actually have this natural shake response. If they face like a life-threatening danger, they'll shake and they'll like release the trauma out of their body. But we as humans, we've gotten really detached from, you know, our natural primal way of moving grief through our bodies, moving trauma through our bodies. It's weird if we were in the middle of a grocery store and we all of a sudden just started shaking, you know, it's not like socially acceptable. Right. And so what happens is this, you know, the real things, the emotional trauma we've been through can literally get frozen in our nervous system and our muscle fascia. Um, it can lead to tense muscles. It can lead to shortness of breath. It can lead to ruminating and intrusive thoughts. It can lead to anxiety and depression, like all of these physical symptoms that we're all very familiar with um, that we normally think, how can I get rid of these? You know, how can I, you know, just pop a pill real quick and make the headache go away? Like I'm not anti-medicine at all, but we don't, we're not trained to think like, wait, take a pause. What could this symptom, this physical symptom potentially be telling me about a deeper emotional need or a wound that is still, you know, needing some healing or tending to. And so what happens is like we often feel unsafe in our own skin, in our own bodies, especially if we're dealing with all of these physical symptoms and we end up running away from them in different ways, like numbing out, escaping. Uh, I was a workaholic, you know, I would just busy myself to not like sit with anything reality in my life. And so we, we start with calming our nervous system down and learning how to offer ourselves safety. So it's a lot of in the beginning, just simple grounding techniques. Um, one of my favorites to offer people, like even as you're listening right now, you can do this, just naming, you know, five things you see, four things that you can physically touch, three things you hear, two things you smell, one thing you can taste. It takes you out of that fight, flight, freeze, you know, nervous system that we can get caught in and into the part of, you know, your brain, it's tapping into logic again and deep breathing and safety. So that's where we always begin. I love that. And that's so easy to start with because it's something you can do anywhere. So even if you're driving, Mm -hmm. if you're waiting in line to pick up your kids, if you're standing at the bus stop waiting on the kids, cooking dinner, there's so many opportunities to do that throughout the day. So how can somebody begin to identify 
this in the body. So what does it feel like? How do you know, like, okay, I might have some sort of, sort of things throughout my body. I love that question. And it's really common when I first ask women that for them to be like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. What do you mean? Like, where do I feel it in my body? Because we're used to talking things out or, you know, bringing emotions straight to the table. But it's funny when clients are new to my space, they're a little like, what's going on here? Because they'll share, you know, like we vent to each other as women, they'll share what's going on. And often I'll be like, okay, where do you feel that in your body? And they'll be like, I don't know. And so it really just takes practice. You know, we just, we'll start with a body scan of like, okay, can you notice? It helps to close your eyes sometimes just to like close out any external stimuli and distraction and just notice like what in my body feels tight and just doing a scan through your body. Like, where is there any dull aches or low level pain or maybe sharp pain? Um, and I can guide them through different parts of their body and be like, notice your stomach. Is it tense or is it loose right now and relaxed? Is there any bloating? Um, notice your head. Is there any tension right now in your temples or your jaw? That's where a lot of women lock up. Is there any headaches going on? Notice your breath, you know, and you just, you just, it's a new way of thinking and noticing. But once you get into it, it's a lot easier than women realize. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I've like, it's been there all along. I've just never really tapped into it or noticed it. Yeah. I love that. And it can be uncomfortable for a lot of us to pause. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like, like you said, you know, we, we have these coping mechanisms, even overworking, you know, constantly scrolling mm-hmm. on social media, overconsuming. we're constantly being overstimulated in this world. So that pause can really be a little uncomfortable at first, but mm-hmm. it's needed now more than ever. It's, it's really needed. Yeah. yeah. No, Does it get easier? <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> Does it get <laughs> easier though? The more you practice it, that noticing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like anything it does, it felt terrifying for me at first. I was like the go, 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 you know, energizer buddy and bunny. And I prided myself on that. You know, I'm like, I hustle, I grind, I don't quit. I'm resilient, you know? And now in retrospect, I'm like, oh, I I think I might actually call that a trauma response (laughs) the way that I was operating and it's not for everyone you know that way when you see somebody hustling or working hard it's not always out of a trauma response but that's where for me that was like an aha moment it helped me shift and slow down of like oh I actually know where this all started um for me and it was actually when I was 18 and my I got the news that my dad had suddenly passed away from a heart attack and I was a freshman in college it you know, was a shock to my system. That was my first major trauma that I had ever been through. And I remember before hanging up though, my mom was like, but Becky, you can't let daddy down. You can't quit school. You have to keep going. And those were the words I was left with. And so cue the next like decade of like, I cannot be average, you know, like I have to, you know, honor his life and everything he poured into me. And I was just terrified of slowing down. And then the more trauma that came or challenges that came, you know, as an adult, that was how I coped. I I hustled, hustled, hustled and was terrified to sit with myself, but it gets so much easier because you start tasting like, 
oh, that does feel good. Even if it's just like three seconds at first, like, oh, okay, I didn't die, (laughs) you know, and that actually felt nice. And you end up wanting more of that. That's incredible and so powerful. You're so resilient too. You know, I love that, that you're like, you know what? I identified this and I've learned from it and it's made you, it's led you to exactly where you're at in your journey. And that's, that's truly inspiring. Something else you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation was that the somatic release and process can help you be a better parent. How has it helped you? Well, I think starting with my relationship, it was these like patterns that I was caught in that I hated. You know, for me, it was like I would freeze up and turn to these passive aggressive, you know, kind of ways of relating in my marriage and bottle it up and build resentment. And I hated it, but I also felt like as much head knowledge as I learned about the subject that this is unhealthy, like I'm still doing the same thing. And so I started noticing it with parenting, you know, like my short fuse when they were like loud or fighting my two kids, as much as I hated it, when I would snap or just get frustrated, you know, or sharper with them than I wanted to and not using this gentle tone, as much head knowledge as I gained that that's not the best, I still would do it. And then I would be mad at myself for it. And I'd get caught in this like shame cycle. Um, And so learning that, oh, there's actually like a way to rewrite this like subconscious blueprint that I'm acting out of in my body as a mom. And I started practicing these same tools in those moments that I was triggered by my kids, you know, of offering myself safety in my body, like just stopping and doing those five senses or whatever grounding tool I could grab onto and and come back to me instead of flee and snap and try to control. I started to notice it it shifted. Um, and like we were talking about just the fear of being still like. That is something when I look back on with my kids over the last, my son is six, over the last six years, I always found it so hard just to really be still and be present with them and like get on the floor and enjoy the moment. It always felt like torture. And then I felt like I'm a a terrible mom for feeling this way. Like who thinks this about their kids? When really it was like, okay, there was just a lot of trauma stored in my body, you know, that once I started to get to work on moving that out, even just last week, I went to go meet up with my best friend and she's like, how are you? And the first thing that came out of my mouth was like, Courtney, I'm actually becoming the mom that I always wished I could be and wanted to be like, I'm enjoying them and I'm, I'm present with them. And this is new for me. And I like this version of me and I like seeing how... I can sense the difference in their energy because they feel that I'm there and they're not acting out as much. Yeah, definitely. I think that's something we're all striving for. We're striving to be that more present mom and embrace the journey because it is short. And a lot of times we do realize that we're not being present and then we feel guilty. And like you said, it's just this whole vicious cycle Mm -hmm. to be able to have a tool that allows us to hack into that cycle and identify those patterns and habits because so many times we just go through the motions because there's so much in a given day that we have to accomplish. So yeah, you're constantly just in that habit mode, doing these old toxic patterns when, all right, you can rewrite the blueprint. Like you said, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, this is so good. 
So where can we learn more about somatic healing? Where can we find you at? Yeah, the easiest way to find me is probably on Instagram. That's where I'm the most present. My handle is Rebecca Lee Aste, so R-E-B-E-C-C-A-L-E-E-A-S-T-E. And I'm really present in my DMs. So if you have, you know, questions even, you can hit me up in my DMs and I'm an open book. If motherhood is the thing that you're feeling caught in, then always happy to support, you know, and offer advice. So Instagram is best. And then, I mean, my landing page is more for the relationship side. That's for women in their marriage wanting support in that way. And I'll send that to you so you can link it in the show notes, but it's www.idobreakthrough.org. Perfect. Such valuable information. I can't wait to learn more about it. Becky, thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy schedule to share your value with our listeners. Thank you, Amy. Appreciate your time. Absolutely. Well, until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 